Hi, this is Kurt Snyder from NewarkAdvocate.com, and I'm here with Dave Whitig. And Dave, we've talked about it all season, kind of half-joking, but definitely uh, serious as well. Uh, we made it to Week 15 uh, for the second consecutive year. Uh, Licking County has a, a team in the state finals. So this year, Licking Valley went one step further so far, uh, reaching the Division Four state title game after that heartbreaking semifinal loss a year ago. And they kind of flipped the script. They did have to rally at times in that game last year because it was pretty back and forth. But this year, they were the team that, that stunned their opponent uh, with 15 points in the fourth quarter after they trailed 24-10 to beat Pullen Seminary 25-24. And uh, Dave, you made a comment Sunday night about 24 hours after. The year's still kind of coming down off the high of that. You know, anybody who was there, whether you were in red and blue or not, definitely uh, got caught up in the emotion. Yeah, you know, being on the sidelines with them and almost getting run over a couple times by exuberant uh, team members. Um, it was pretty exciting, and, you know, and, I, and as I told you that night, in my 40 years of, uh, of covering games, that one ranks right up there as far as finishes go and, and, and outcomes. And, uh, and uh, you know, Coach Boffman today, uh, he gave a lot of credit to, to Licking Valley's fans who said they arrived early and they arrived in droves. And, uh, you know, a lot a – lot a lot sooner than the Poland fans even. And uh, they definitely, I think they definitely stayed behind the team and uh, and made a lot of noise, even when things looked pretty bleak, let's face it. You know, you're sitting there uh, 24 to 10 against a great defense like Poland's uh, with only eight eight minutes left in the game. Uh, I don't want to call it improbable, but it was, it, was, it was a little bit surprising. You know, I was down in the end zone when Poland scored those eight points to go from 16-10 to 24-10. And you know, none of the kids will admit it, but I, I definitely saw some heads hang just a tiny bit. I saw a couple looks on a couple of their faces that said, you know, they're kind of coming to the realization that it might be over. And then, you know, they came right back. The offense uh, ignited. They went 80 yards in less than two minutes and really got the momentum going. And uh, you mentioned the fans. You know, we talked about it at the time on Saturday night. A huge stadium like Maslin, you know, basically 16,000, 17,000 is the listed capacity, kind of makes any crowd look a little small. But uh, props to uh, both uh, fan bases. You know, they both had over an hour to drive, and obviously not super far when you're talking about a state semifinal. But on Thanksgiving weekend, everybody's busy, has families. Uh, people still came out and supported their team, and it made for a great atmosphere. Yeah, it certainly was, and you're right. Poland did bring a lot of, of a lot of fans as well, and uh, and you know, Val, it's a it's a tradition with Valley. It seems like you know every year they've they've done this before. The fans have been part of it, and and as we talk today, uh, you know, you're talking about generations of, of Valley football players. Uh, Coach Boffman joking, he's been around so long that not only has he had uh, dads of some of these players, it's getting to the point where it could be grandparents. So a close knit community. A lot of them stay in the district, and their kids go there, and it just carries over from year to year. And uh, obviously this year, even more to be excited about for the Panthers. Yeah, and Licking Valley has had a, such a great tradition, you know, the, the unbeaten regular seasons, the regional titles, but just the third time they've played in Week 15, and it hasn't always been the first week of December, but essentially, you know, playing that last game the first week of December, uh, not too many programs get to do that. You know, the Panthers have uh, been 0-2 in this point. You know, certainly uh, for all the greats, for all the dads and brothers and uncles who have come through, you know, talking to some of the kids, they know that if they win on Saturday, 
you know, they, they have that ultimate bragging rights. You know, they'll never, uh, never, ever not be the first to have done it if they can uh, get this victory against Clyde, who, you know, is very similar to Valley's team last year with the way they uh, came together after playing a tough schedule and won in Week 10 and just kept that momentum going. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, it's, you know, I think it's even more than about bragging rights. I, I think, obviously, they want to be the team that, that breaks through. But um, they feel like they want to do it for this community. And I think especially for Coach Randy Boffman, who, uh, you know, let's face it, what, 40, 38 years, 40 years? I don't know, however long it's been. Um, I, I've heard throughout the season, uh, get a ring for Randy, get a ring for Randy. And, uh, and that's, that's, giving them, that's driving them even more, I think. And uh, uh, maybe to reach down the side in some tough moments, which they certainly had to the other night. And, and um, a, lot, a lot of tradition. And as they say, tradition doesn't graduate. And um, it, it's proven itself. You know, last year they graduated a great group of seniors who, who put them on that great run. And uh, we've talked before throughout the season that did we envision this? Not necessarily. Yep. Yeah, I definitely. I talked to someone and said, you know, I, I knew what Looking Valley had coming back. Uh, you never, you know, want to predict 14-0. and uh, Certainly knew Valley had the uh, talent and the capability to at least win a regional title again. You know, once you get to that Final Four, I mean, there's always going to be four great teams. You know, there, you, you never go in a Final Four and say, wow, how did that team get to this point? Uh, certainly we knew that. And it was a tough matchup with Poland Seminary. You know, Poland, uh, a rare team that dwarfed Licking Valley. We talked about it at the time, you know, last week, that size-wise, uh, Poland had, you know, larger kids when you look across the uh, the rosters. And, you know, that played out. But certainly uh, the Panthers were able to, to persevere and, you know, find an opportunity to, to get on the board late. And they did it with the passing game. And, you know, we've talked all year about, you know, they really developed this passing game. It would have been easy right off the bat beginning of the year to give the ball to Mitchell Ford 30 times and say, you know what, we're just going to be a ground-hugging team. You know, we're going to run the ball. You know, Logan Bragg, it's his first year starting, even though he's a senior. But, you know, Coach Boffman put it in his hands, you know, right off the bat in week one and said, hey, you're going to be a big part of the offense. And, this is where it paid off with Saturday night. Yeah, we talked all year long about how, how, how balanced they've been, and, and it's a big part of their success. But, um, you know, as we alluded to today earlier, the, the, for the first time all year, Valley could not get a running game going. And it was, it was kind of uh, pretty cool to see uh, the, their passing game be able to pull out such a win against such a great defense, a defense that Coach Boffin said was one of the best they had faced in years, in a, in a long time. So... Uh, hats off to Coach Boffman for, for uh, gambling there, too. Maybe it wasn't a gamble. I don't know. But going for two with 342 left against a team like that, you know, you've you got to have confidence in your team. And uh, I'm telling you, Logan Bragg played the game of his life considering the circumstances. Well, and certainly, uh, you know, every team has, you know, go-to players. But, you know, one of the things you, you look at, and t- we've talked about the receivers, they have a lot of different weapons where, you know, the season stats don't look, you know, necessarily – you know, balanced from a total catches, but we knew that there were guys who could step up and make plays. You know, Carson Conley and Hayden Heil are all Ohioans for a reason this year, but other guys had their chance to step up. You know, Ricky Collins made a sensational catch for a touchdown. You know, Bodie Creech, who's basically the only junior in that group, who's going to be coming back leading next year. You know, Coach Boffman gave him some high praise, and you know, when we were talking to him before or after practice, rather today. 
uh, you know, thinking about, you know, the tools that he has, and he showed that with a couple of touchdown catches. And, you know, that big drive when it's 24 to 10, you know, their backs are against the wall, and, you know, four different guys catch passes. They go right down the field, and it wasn't because they uh, just tried to feed one guy. Well, and I think uh, Poland tried to take those other guys away. I'm a, you know, Heil's also been successful on the jet sweeps and reverses, and uh, they, they pretty much shut that down as well. Yeah, but we said all along that they, 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 they've had different weapons. They just really haven't had to use them that much. And this was the game that, that, that it, it came to light for, for them. And, and I, I thought from the start that Creech could be a, a, a key weapon for them. He's shown flashes of it. You know, he made a great catch in the end zone in week one against Sheridan on kind of a fade route from, uh, from Bragg. And you saw right then and there that he had that potential. And he had no, big, no bigger catch than the one on fourth and two. Uh, down the sidelines when he, when he turned it into a 29-yard gain on that on that crucial drive to get him within a touchdown. So yeah, that's one. Coach Bobham said in, even during the summer, this was he thought this was one of the strengths of their team was their receiving core. Most definitely, and it's played out right when they needed to. You know, kids. Uh, you know, as Coach Bobham said, you know, the, these guys uh, when the play isn't necessarily coming their way, they're not. You know going through at half speed they're not hanging their heads you know they're they're doing what they're supposed to going through their routes you know being a threat you know making defense defenses pay attention to them and by doing that they earn the opportunity that when hey we need a big play we'll draw up a play for a Ricky Collins or a senior another senior Luke Hampton who they tried to throw the trick play to uh, unfortunately Carson Conley's pass was a little bit you know beyond his reach but you know they were looking to get those other guys involved when defenses you know, maybe we're putting their attention on other guys. And, you know, Hampton had the clinching interception because he's been, uh, you know, playing a lot of defense this year too. Uh, They're on, on Pullen's uh, last gasp attempt. And, you know, what a, what a great turnaround. And, you know, I, you, we had kind of different vantage points. You were on the sideline a lot of that time. When Valley was scoring, I was in the end zone. And, you know, looking beyond the sideline, the excitement from the student section, from the band, from the fans in the stands, uh, you know, that video of uh, Mitchell Ford's, two-point conversion catch you know you can see everything in the background and it's such a cool uh sight to see everybody kind of rise as one and the uh the celebration the elation uh from a game like that well it, it's, it's crazy though uh you know the same thing happened last year against Gerard. uh they went for two and got it last year too you know unfortunately you know they were one play away you know from from stopping Gerard and advancing to, to face wyoming last year uh, but it's, it's pretty bizarre, though, that two years in a row, they, they choose to go for too late. And, uh, and Coach Boffman, you know, you know he, he, is, he has changed with the times. He's changed with the times. He, he's not afraid uh, to, to try some things like, you know, the Conley, uh, you know, the halfback pass, which worked last year. But, you know, he thought it could, could, could come down to one play like, like it did last year. He said last year, you know, Gerard made the play. You know, if we want to win, we're going to have to make the play. And they did. In fact, they made more than one big play. Now, he kind of called you on that when we were talking to him after practice because he said, you know, people talk about that I've changed or that maybe I've gotten more aggressive in my old age. But, uh, you know, he, he seemed to not think so. But, you know, when you when you envision Licking Valley, you know, you always think about the uh, running the ball. And they've had some great running backs. But, you know, we were looking down and the kids after practice were looking at the uh, – the all-time records and seeing where guys, uh, when you have a great season like this, you know, you have a lot of guys who are in those single-season records, and, you know, there are some great running attacks. There are also some great passing attacks over the years. 
And Logan Bragg actually earlier in the playoffs uh, eclipsed the single-season touchdown record for passes. I think he's at 26 now. Uh, the record was before was in the low 20s, and you know that just shows how great of a season he's had and a great season the uh, offense has had. And you know defensively, uh, Noah Hopkins, senior linebacker, is uh, knocking on the door or breaking the record that Colin Kozlowski uh, set the last two years for single season tackles records. Uh, so certainly uh, a lot of things to uh, to celebrate for the Panthers, but they want one more game. And uh, what have you seen so far when you're studying this Clyde team? They'll see at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton. Similar similar size up front, it looks like. I, there's some a lot of similarities between the two teams. They're also very balanced, much like Licking Valley. Uh, the running back uh, Gunner Golden, I think, ran for 143 yards and scored all five of their touchdowns against the great Cincinnati Wyoming team. Uh, their quarterback Ryan Lozier um, has thrown for like 1,800 yards, and they they also have a uh, six foot four wide receiver in uh, Carson Riemann. So. Uh, I see some similarities there between between the two. Uh, you know, Licking Valley has always been a strong wrestling school, as have as has Clyde, and uh, and uh, a lot of those kids are, are playing, uh, you know, uh, playing football for both for both of them. So I see a lot of similarities. You know, obviously Poland, uh, they were maybe a little bit bigger as you look at the lines. Uh, certainly, you know, Clyde. They, I see a. 260 on the roster, but a lot of their other guys are in the, the low 200s as far as the linemen and, and weight. But uh, their tailback, you mentioned Gunnar Golden. Uh, this program roster, as I'm listed, is 5'11", 195. I saw, you know, I think a, another internet site that had him more like 5'9", 200. Uh, he, he looks a lot like uh, Josh Alisio, who, you know, Valley certainly had some difficulty bringing down on a Saturday night, you know, and at different times. So, you know, he'll pose a threat. And uh, that's the interesting thing. If you look at Clyde and what they've done in the playoffs, early in playoffs, uh, they were doing a lot of throwing. You know, they were beating teams through the air, like you mentioned with Ryan Lozier, the quarterback, Carson Riemann, the receiver. Last couple weeks, I don't know if it's weather-related. I know not yes, last Saturday, but the Saturday before the regional final, they were playing up in snow. Um, when we had some of that, you know, misty sleep type rain. Uh, so obviously that was a reason to run the ball. And uh, they even will throw in a, a senior, Nick Webb, at, at quarterback as kind of a wildcat quarterback. And he really hurt Wyoming uh, as well in that uh, big win they had against the defending champs. And, you know, obviously when you get to this point, you kind of throw records out and, you know, Clyde beat the defending champs. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're the favorite on Saturday, but that gets everybody's uh, attention. Well, if you ask people, I'd say eight out of ten or nine out of ten would have said Cincinnati, Wyoming, was going to be in the finals, and you know it would be a great, great task uh, for Licking Valley to undertake. And uh, but uh, hey, this Clyde team's hungry, and uh, as Coach Boffman alluded to, and you can tell by looking at at their schedule, they have played a great, a really tough schedule, and their record is very deceiving. Um, I think you know, obviously, they they play tough games against what. Three playoff teams. Well, all four of their losses are against teams that made the playoffs. One in Division Two, three in Division Three, and their Week Ten victory was against a, a fellow Division Four playoff team. So you know they they've played essentially. If you look back, you know their last what eight games I believe it is have been against playoff teams. So this is certainly a uh, a tested group, and and it's a lot of seniors. So you know they're riding a lot of momentum because you know a lot like some of those kids maybe for Valley last year. They knew it was now or never. There was no more, you know. Well, we'll just wait till next year and do it. Well, you know, every 
you know, late in the season there, they knew they had to win to get in. And uh, and they proved, just like Valley did last year, once you get in, you're dangerous. I mean, this is a number eight seed. And, boy, I tell you, what <laughs> what a deceptive number eight seed. You can throw that out the window, as we, you know, as well as their record. And it certainly prepared them for this week because they, they were in must-win situations there. Uh, you mentioned that last win there that uh, they kind of essentially got them in. So you get in, you're dangerous. Um, but for them to uh, shut down a great quarterback for, for uh, Cincinnati, Wyoming, Prater, uh, who's going to the University of Cincinnati, I, that was quite an accomplishment. Well, sometimes, uh, you know, as good as a great quarterback can be, when you have a team like Valley, you know, not everything is focused on one player. You know, whether it's Bragg passing or Ford rushing or, you know, even, you know, mixing in with Heil going to the outside on rushes. You know, Clyde, as good as a guy like Prater was, Clyde knew that pretty much every play was going to revolve around something he did. You know, the great thing Valley has is they do have that balance and that ability to go multiple directions. And uh, Clyde, you know, we mentioned they've been running run heavy the last couple weeks. They were maybe a little more pass heavy previously. And something to watch is that Clyde passing game versus the Valley secondary. I mean, we've talked about it all year, but I went back and, uh, and counted it up because I, I wondered about it. Um, you know, Hampton's interception for Valley was their 22nd of the year this season. They've only given up five touchdowns. You know, that's an incredible touchdown-interception ratio. Uh, so, you know, Poland did get one big play against them and was able to throw over the top. But, you know, if, if getting anything against this Valley secondary has been an accomplishment for even the top quarterbacks on their schedule. Yeah, no question about it. And in Valley's defense on that touchdown, uh, Poland – I think it was the first pass they completed all, all game, and, and the quarterback threw a great ball, a tight spiral, uh, led, led his receiver perfectly, and it caught Valley a little bit off guard, so it was a great play call on their part. But this team obviously presents a little bit more of a challenge uh, with, it, with, with their balance. It'll be interesting to see what route they take. Um, obviously, they saw uh, Poland with the ability to run the ball, some on the Panthers, but, you know, uh, that that's their M.O. too. So, um, you know, they're probably going to mix it up and everything, and, uh, looking from Valley's standpoint, I mean, Coach Balkman, as, as you could tell today when we talked to him, was not happy at all that they could not run the ball against against Poland. And the first time, as we said, the first time all year. Obviously a great defense, too. But it is nice to know that you got somewhere else to turn if that happens. But I think it's going to be a priority for them to be able to establish that running game on Saturday. Yeah, and we, we – kind of joked with them that, you know, it's a lot better to be able to watch that film and, and tell those guys, you know, the positives and negatives when you have another game. You know, they lost that game. The coaches would have been sitting there on Sunday banging their head against the wall. You know, why couldn't we do this? Is there something different we should have done? But at least they have another game, and, you know, they got that victory however it comes. You know, as you said, it was the passing game's turn. You know, really since the uh, late in the regular season, it's been kind of the running game that's carried the load. Uh, and, and something great to see with the Panthers is, you know, when you have an undefeated season like that, sometimes you never really see that adversity. And we saw it a little bit with John Glenn, though. You know, Valley was ahead by the fourth quarter. I think this was the first time all year where they've been, you know, down in a fourth quarter, and certainly the first time they've been down double digits. Right, and, and you know, that, that's what makes this comeback even more amazing, the fact Poland, well, first of all, they shut out two playoff opponents. Like eight times all year they allowed either a touchdown or less. And to, and to come back against that kind of a defense is just amazing. And, and that kind of ground control, you know, I, 
and Coach Baldwin alluded to it, uh, maybe we don't give Valley's defense enough credit in that game because, boy, they came up with a crucial stop after they cut it to one score. Definitely. You know, Valley's a short yardage defense. You know, there was a couple times early in the game. I mean, you know, something else that gets lost is Valley nearly had a 10 nothing lead, but they had a, you know, a touchdown pass to Creech that was called back for offsetting penalties. But the first, you know, quarter and a half, uh, Valley's defense really was, uh, was leading the way. You know, with uh, and especially the work up front, you know, with guys like Dylan Dodson and uh, Chase Archhorn and, uh, you know, guys uh, Dalton Stewart, you know, Mason Stevens, you know, they, they were all, uh, other than Hartshorn maybe, they were all a little bit undersized compared to who they were facing. Uh, but their ability to get into the backfield uh, is why you're able to make a stop on a second and three or a third and four uh, seemingly all night. Seemingly, seemingly a valley tradition of having smaller defensive linemen and be able to get around these big guys. I mean, they've done it for years. You know, it's great coaching, I think. Um, they, like we said, we got, they got some wrestlers like, uh, like Dylan Dotson who, who uses his leverage. And that Coach Baldwin even said, you know, he thought he might have a big game because he's able to use that leverage and get around bigger guys. And he did it a lot of times uh, that night. So, you know, size, they proved that size isn't everything. Um, last year's regional championship against St. Clairsville, they were huge up front. And Valley uh, totally dominated that game. But uh, this Poland team was definitely a different different animal. No doubt. And, uh, you know, Saturday, 3, three o'clock. And, uh, you know, anything uh, as you, as you kind of look at it, you know, what you expect as far as uh, not, to, not to make any predictions here. We don't want to put anybody on the spot. But, you know, what, what type of game do you have a feel? Do you have a feel for high scoring, low scoring? You know, is it one that, you know, what do you think will be the difference? Is it the passing games, the running games? Uh, something bizarre, uh, <laughs> you know, like a bad snap on a punt. Uh, that was uh, when someone on the sidelines made the, made the comment, well, that was like destiny when they got that bad snap over over the punter's head. But, you know, maybe it might be a good omen for the Panthers moving forward. I'll go back to what I said, that, that I think Licking Valley's going to have to be able to run the football to win this game. Um, I, I, really, I think both defenses are too good for it to be a shootout. So, you know, I look for a fairly low-scoring game. And um, but I think Valley's going to have to run the ball. You know, Dave, I'm actually going to go the other way. I, I I think it you know could be high scoring. Uh, the the extended forecast is suggesting a pretty good weather for uh, early December afternoon up in Canton. Talking about low 40s and dry. Uh, and I and I think you know looking at these two offenses, the way Valley was able to to pass. It had been a while you know since they had had that big passing game where you get get a lot of different guys involved. You know, obviously, I do expect Mitchell Ford to, to have a lot more running room this game just because, as you said, you know, Valley's going to make a point. They're going to have a, an adjustment for the running game because, you know, Clyde's going to be watching that pull and tape and saying, well, we can do that. And, you know, Valley will do something different. And, you know, I've looked at what this Clyde team has done here during the playoffs. And even in the regular season and some of their losses, they were high-scoring games. You know, this is a team that, you know, was battling the number one seed and won by seven points. They trailed by seven in their week. 12 uh, regional semifinal game, and they came out and scored 21 unanswered. You know, this is a team that has shown the ability to, to put up numbers. So I, I think, you know, two teams with a lot of talented players, two teams that certainly uh, aren't just happy to be there. I know that we can say that for sure. So I, I definitely think this could be a, a 28-21, 35-28 type game. Yep, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, I don't know. I, I just got to think – you're, I just got to think we're going to see a little different gear from Valley in this game, if, if, if that's possible after, you know, what happened last week. But I, I just 
think they see this as their opportunity to, to finally get that ring. And, uh, and you know, they, they were fortunate in you know, a couple of plays last week. It takes a little bit of luck, like the bad snap and so forth. But, like I said, that could be an omen of, of things to come. Maybe they are due for this. It's going to come down to how they play, though. I mean, uh, they can't have a bad game. They can't have an off game. Uh, they they uh, did not turn the ball over against Poland either, which was a good uh, – no, that was a good sign too. But um, maybe that defense can come up with some turnovers like they have been during this playoff run. No doubt. That I think – you know, I mentioned that touchdown-interception ratio. If they can uh... – you know, if they can force Clyde to put some balls up in the air, and you know Clyde's going to complete a few. You when you have a six-four, one hundred ninety-five-pound receiver, uh, usually you're going to be able to find that guy in the uh, in the high school level. They also have a tight end who's six-four, two twenty. So you're probably not going to shut him out through the air, though they did shut out a, a quarterback like Otto Coons pretty well from Plume Carroll. Right. But you know, even if Clyde gets one or two on him, I think Valley uh, secondary will be able to get one or two of them. Uh, and that certainly could be the the difference in a game where you know it, if it's high scoring, it might just take that one defensive stop that uh, that gives the, the winning team the edge. Well, you know one one thing they've talked about talked about it all year, and especially in a game this big with this much at stake, uh, depth. Uh, Valley's uh, you know two platooning of late basically all over the board, and you like to think in, in fourth quarters of games that it gives them an advantage. And I think it does with not everyone going both ways. In fact, hardly anyone going both ways for them. So, so hopefully in, in a game like this, um, that's, an, that's an advantage. And uh, I think part of the reason for this Valley run, back-to-back classes. Uh, you know, they lost the great senior class last year. Well, they replaced it with another real good one. But this junior class, um, which, which, which I focused on the, the, this week, they, they, they've been highly touted all the way up through. Uh, there, of course, there's several members of them that are big contributors on this team. They're 21 strong. They've lost one game since the seventh grade. So they've known that, that success. And to have uh, back-to-back classes like that at a school the size of Valley, uh, you, that can't be overlooked. And no doubt. And this, this team, you know, Coach Boffman said he hadn't counted it up this, this year. He said in the past, you know, he thinks his record for uh, fathers and sons on a team that he's coached was eight. But, you know, he has a lot of those kids who, you know, he mentioned it earlier about growing up in that tradition and knowing the pride that is about looking Valley football and the expectations. And, uh, you know, they, they don't take that for granted or take it lightly, you know, you know, what they're doing. You know, they definitely have that feel. I was fortunate here, uh, you know, in my first few years here to be, be here when Looking Valley was making those runs in, you know, 2007 and 2008, you know, 2007 falling in the state final and 2008 coming up a game short of the final. And, you know, this has that same feel as far as, you know, when Looking Valley walked into a stadium, you know, sometimes you had the feeling that that opponents, you know, just trembled with fear. You know, they, they've kind of built this back up here after, you know, a few years where, you know, they, they had good years but maybe weren't that, you know, that perennially power team that's unknown across the state. Certainly, the last few years, Looking Valley's gotten to that back to that point, and uh, now what a perfect time it would be to uh, get off that dubious list of being uh, one of the schools with the most playoff appearances without a state title. Uh, they're thirty-four and eighteen in the playoffs uh, under Coach Boffman. It was a very impressive record, and we, as we talked before, you know, Maslin Washington. I cannot believe they've never won a state title. And they've got like 39 appearances, I think, or, or is it th- 39 wins, I think. 39 playoff wins, but no, but no state championships. And it's ironic that Valley got to the state finals by playing on Maslin's field. So, uh, I don't know. 
some some uh, strange uh, coincidences there maybe not but uh, if ever they're going to do it uh, this is the time well we'll look forward to you know we have a lot of great coverage we have you know something really every day this week so you know if you're a looking valley fan or just a local high school football fan who's gotten caught up in this great run uh, stay with newarkadvocate.com you'll always see something fresh each day uh, we have all the all Ohio selections that have come out here this week and uh, are continuing to come out here as, we, as the week continues. Uh, you know, we, we have some great you know preview content, some great features, you know, hitting some kids that we haven't necessarily been able to hit during the, the season as it's worked out. Uh, you know, Dave, you're going to have a, a, a fun column to read, I think, later this week that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do there just because you've been uh, you know, with this team throughout, you know, covering them for Football Weekly and a lot of their games and, you know, have that u- unique perspective. And uh, certainly a lot of great coverage, you know, up there both on social media and on our website on a Saturday afternoon. It is on Spectrum, so you, you can watch it live. I'm sure, you know, the OHSA will be streaming it. I'm sure uh, WNKO will be up there as they have been all all season, but uh, you know this whole postseason run. But we'll definitely have plenty of updates on our social media and on NewarkAdvocate.com. We'll get stuff posted as soon as it happens. Uh, you know, certainly we like to be able to do this. This is the best part of our job is to be able to to tell these great stories. And you know, when the community gets so fired up, we love being a part of it. Yep, no doubt, and. Um... We appreciate all of you, you know, listening to our podcast clear up too. And we did finally, we kept alluding to it. We did finally get to week 15, uh, and, which is, a, you know, really, it's been, it's been really enjoyable. And, one, and I got to say one thing I've noticed, uh, you know, through social media and everything that uh, the Valley has garnered uh, tremendous support from the area. Uh, from you can, it's, it's fun to see the different schools that, that, that are following this and backing them. But, hey, you know, two straight years, the Licking County League has, has had teams in state championships. I guess it's high time they won one. Yeah, and it's the the Licking County League. Yeah, we talk about rivalries, and there's certainly some uh, some hard feelings uh, over the years about different things. But I think when something like this happens, uh, more more people than not uh, are are pulling for the local team, and that's great to see and uh, fun to be a part of. So everyone enjoy this week. I told the kids, you know, definitely need to enjoy it. Obviously, you know, there's still gonna be butterflies. You know, they got to stay focused, but. You know, this is something that, you know, they'll never necessarily be able to, you know, relive. You know, there are some people that maybe uh, some of the younger kids certainly think they can come back and do this again next year. But, you know, there's always that first time and the first time to be a part of it, that first time they're going to walk out onto the field up there in Canton where, you know, pros have have gone through and great state championship games have been played. And, you know, it's just going to be a fun week and a fun experience for everybody involved. So uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, Good luck to the Panthers on Saturday afternoon.